Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have Jimmy Moore, founder of the Facebook group Adulting Gamers. Hey there, Jimmy. How's it going? Hey, what's up, Brad? Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So, Jimmy, let's just get right into it. Why don't you begin by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, for those of you who haven't heard of me before, I'm Jimmy Moore, like Brad said, uh, creator of the Facebook group, Facebook community, Adulting Gamers. And we connected through Facebook when actually one of my community members tagged me inside of a gamerpreneur uh, episode, a video, and I just like was blown away by the fact that we had a very, very, very similar messaging. So inside of Adulting Gamers, uh, we are all about crushing the mom's basement gamer stereotype, which I just think is absolutely awesome considering that the gamerpreneur is about showing that we are more than lazy basement dwellers. And so I felt like it was just, we were hand in hand and it made sense to work together and it made sense that we would chat each other up and have an interview. That's right, so, match um, made in heaven. Huh? Match made in heaven. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, going into a little bit about myself and a little bit about what I've built so far is uh, I I've been getting into the personal development space for the last 18 to 24 months. And inside of that, throughout the years is, you know, I, I started from square one learning a little bit more about myself, learning a little bit more how I can improve in you know, the day to day, hiring coaches, mentors, consultants, anything like that, just so I can learn more and more and more. And then as I went through that process, essentially getting to the point where I certified as a coach with the Human Potential Institute that's under Dave Asprey and the whole Bulletproof company. And I figured out when I got to that point inside of uh, coaching, personal development, all that stuff, that really until you have like your people, your tribe, your community, your niche, you're not going anywhere. And so I took a lot, a like, huge step back, a lot of steps back. And I started with who do you really want to serve? And the thing that came up for me was gamers. So that's where the community really came from is I want to impact the gamer community in a way that really I haven't seen anyone else doing it besides you and I. It's so incredible because that's essentially my story too. You know, did the coaching thing for a while, realized I needed that niche because you can't just bounce around looking for clients that you got to get them to come to you. And I just love it. So Jimmy, I'm going to ask you the, the same question I ask all of my guests, like the first question I always ask. Okay. So on a scale of one to 10, 10 being high, how weird are you? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, okay. So I'm going to stray away from the, the, the 10, even though <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people are just like, yep, that's me. I'm a 10. I would say that because of my ability to connect with pretty much anyone, anywhere, regardless of where you're at or how weird you are, or how weird you aren't, I would be an eight. Okay. I got a question for you. This is totally <laughs> not even on the script. I just like your message is we're not mom's basement dwellers, right? Yeah. So isn't like the first step dispelling that belief in ourselves as gamers that we are weird. Like, I think that's kind of like that first crux of it that we all think we're different or unique in a, way, a weird way. Right. Yeah. So well, look, I mean, look at, for those of you that are watching, like you can see I'm wearing a hoodie that just says nerd. And I wear this hoodie every single time I go on an interview, anytime I interview somebody else. And because uh, I've recently gotten into that whole concept of owning exactly who you are. And this hoodie, uh, I'm, I don't know if I can share it with you, but I'm going to share it anyway. But it's from a company called nerdbrand.gg. And essentially their concept is once you embrace who you are, that's when everything starts to change. And so part of the whole mom's basement dweller thing 
is to understand like this is where you might be this is where you might uh you might be or where you currently are and then we can move beyond that because that's how some people see us and not everybody wants to be seen as the mom's basement you know gamer stereotype there are a lot of people out there there are a lot of gamers i would argue more than the basement dwellers that are succeeding a lot in life i can i, I kind of call them the the closet gamers and there's a lot more people out there that are doing a normal job not you know nine to five all that stuff and they have a wife and kids they have a lot of friends and they play video games and i don't think the world always sees that so it's, it's a little bit of embracing who you are starting from there taking inventory of where you're at and then taking a look at where you want to go because not everybody has the same level of ambition the same level of determination not everybody knows how to get from point a to point b i don't know if that answered your question directly but uh mostly that's all yeah. right. <laughs> all right. So this is the gamerpreneur. So I'm going to need your gaming cred. When did you first start playing video games? I think I started. So it's like one of those things like too young to really know. I would probably say back in like 1997 when I was uh, three years old, I'm a 94 kid. And my grandparents had an NES and then I think they got a Super Nintendo. So like my grandparents had a gaming system before I did. <laughs> and, uh, and then I think I'd play a lot with like my cousins and all the, and all those, uh, those people inside of my family. I, I love talking to people who are younger than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can see where my gaming journey started versus yours. You're like, my grandparents had an SNES. I'm like, I got an SNES when it came out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, what games are you playing at the moment, if anything? So right now I am playing pretty, pretty strictly, pretty religiously, uh, Rocket League and Call of Duty Warzone. So um, I was consistently balancing between Call of Duty, uh, Fortnite, and also Rocket League. But once Call of Duty Warzone came out in, I think it was like April or, or like just a couple months ago, um, I started playing that just absolutely. It's, it's been phenomenal. But Rocket League for me is probably the most, I consider myself a competitive casual gamer. And uh, so Rocket League is probably the one where if you were to ask me like, if I were to go competitive, which game I'd be playing, it would be Rocket League. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. All right, I got one more gaming question before we kind of dive into like the vision behind adulting gamers. Sure. Um, let's go with Desert Island. You get one game the rest of your life, power cable, ethernet cord. What one is it? It's gotta be Rocket League because, um, and I, I'll probably be able to explain it in some questions that I think are coming up from what you shared with me. But the reason why Rocket League is because I, I see Rocket League as a true sport. And so there's some games where you get on and you, you turn it on and you know that it's a game that you're playing and it's like, I'm going to do story mode and that is what it is. And there's some games that emerge and kind of like the esports community where it's like, this is a sport. This is a new thing. And this is part of what is, game is going to be. Gaming is going to be moving forward. And so I love Rocket League because of the mechanics that go into it, because of the strategy that's required. And because it really is like, it's like if I go and play soccer on the weekend with my friends, like that just doesn't get old. So Rocket League's same for me. That's the same game. Just, you know, using your hands instead of your feet. Car soccer, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get to the preneur part. What do you do for a living? So I, yeah, I'm an officer in the U S army. I am. Service. A, yeah. No, of course. Yeah. I love doing it. It's uh, I used to say, uh, it's the only thing I'm good at, but I've, I've certainly broadened my horizons over the years. So I used to be a platoon leader in the infantry. So I was in charge of a 40 man element, give or take a few, and basically training them in the day to day, physically, uh, tactically, 
mentally, emotionally, whatever happens to be, you know, you handle the finances, the marriage stuff, like every, every single little thing that goes on inside their lives and then essentially preparing them to, for combat if, if that, uh, if need be. So it's kind of what I do. Okay. And how does that translate into your Facebook group? I think it translates into the Facebook group because in order to be a leader inside of any organization, especially the army is really having your finger on the pulse of what is going on inside the lives of the people that you are entrusted with really that you are like, that's the whole concept of a commission commissioned officer is that you've been entrusted. You've been commissioned with these men, with the lives of these men. And so I'd say going with that is like understanding where these guys are coming from, what motivates them, what doesn't motivate them, what is reaching them, what is not reaching them. And then understanding that that'll change and really getting people to take inventory of what is going on inside of their lives and where they want to improve. And then doing what I can from what I know and my, my levels of expertise to make that impact. So I see that branching over to adulting gamers in, in the way that gamers aren't always aware of the problem. The gaming industry in terms of personal development is very, very young. And I think that you and I saw that market, that missing in the market where we're like, okay, well, this can be filled by people with business experience, with marketing experience, with personal development experience, whatever it happens to be. So when I saw that missing, I was like, well, this, there needs to be a community. It's, it's more than just, oh, I need, I need a Facebook group and I'm a coach and I'll coach you and you'll be a client or, you know, whatever it happens to be that, that it ends up happening in the long run, if that ever happened, but it turned into what do I need to create first so that people can realize there is a problem. Uh, it could apply to me in some way. And if it doesn't even, if it's not a problem that doesn't apply, then how do I just get gamers to realize that they want to improve or we say level up inside of life instead of just video games. So that's kind of how I bridge the gap between being a leader inside of my organization in my day to day, and then being a leader online, starting a movement inside of the gaming industry. Absolutely. Now, when did you start your, uh, your group? I started my group on February 29th, 2020. So uh, leap, leap day. Okay. Now, yeah. uh, it's only been a little bit of time and you have a couple hundred people in there, but I have to say it is one of the most engaging groups I've been in. And I mean, like the people are engaging constantly. What did you do to be able to pull that off? Thank you so much. <laughs> and I, I'm so glad that you realized that and more and more people are realizing it every day. But um, yeah, for those of you who don't know inside of adult and gamers, the engagement is just off the charts. The people are absolutely amazing. And the, the way that we are building that container is just phenomenal. So it's, it's not just me. The, uh, the number one resources, if I had to point it to it, and I, like, I'm giving her full cred, absolute shout out. Her name is Alex S. Elliott. Go look her up. Like You can Google her. You can look up her on Facebook. But she's like the Facebook traffic queen, if you want to call her that. I think that's like her self-proclaimed title. And she has, a, she has a master class on Facebook groups and on building communities, understanding like the values behind it, understanding what kind of movement you want to start. Uh, and then all the stuff that goes in behind the scenes, it's really like, it's more than just, I'm going to create a page or I'm going to create a group in this sense. And then I'm going to like invite my friends, the people I'm currently friends with and, and then hope that they like it. And then they invite their friends and then hope they like it. And then they invite their friends. And it really, she really did a good job of breaking it down and helping me understand like what it is to create a movement, what it is to create a tribe, what it is to create a community and then helping that, that same mindset carry over to the group members and then just pushing it. And it's really being a leader and it's, and I've learned so much me, me being a West point graduate, 
who is a U.S. Army officer, and I've spent plenty of time inside of leadership opportunities, there is some stuff that I learned about leadership and tribe building and like growing a, a community and a collective like mindset in a group of people that I had just never experienced before. So absolute total props, total credit to Alex for her program. It's called the One Group Away Challenge. For any of you guys who might be ClickFunnels users, uh, it's, it's definitely framed after the One Funnel Away Challenge, and, uh, but it's its own thing, I promise you. Okay, so I try to make it my purpose on this show to prevent my guests from just giving kind of high level, oh, you got to, you know, yada, yada. Yes. I want actionable advice. Like what okay. can somebody do in order to create engagement? Okay, so uh, one of the things that I do, for example, that really, really helps is giving, giving your group members or your community members a structure. So if you're listening to this and you're like a streamer, it's, it's giving some things that your viewers can do on a regular basis that helps them engage inside a member of your community. So you're, you're helping them understand that it, they're part of something bigger than themselves. So we do simple stuff like I created a topic for every single day of the week. So we have Meme Monday, we have Training Tuesday, we have uh, Wisdom Wednesday, we have Throwback Thursday, Fitness Friday, Setup Saturday, and then Stream Sunday. And one of the really big things that my group members realize when they come into the community is if you've ever been a member of a Facebook group, especially if you're someone who's trying to grow their stream, pretty much any gamer Facebook group out there, they're all full of people that are sharing their streams, trying to get notified or trying to get noticed, trying to break through the noise inside of the gaming market. And they're just trying to get discovered. And they're spamming these Facebook groups by sharing their, uh, their streams, especially if they're Facebook streamers. And so what I decided is I was like, I'm going to allow that only one day of the week. And this is going to help the gamers understand that it's about building the relationships. It's about building community. And it's about like, I'm going to enjoy watching Bradford Carlton streaming online because I've built a relationship with him. I've, I've seen what he's posting about five or six days of the week. And then when he shares his live stream, I'm like, Oh yeah, Brad, like he's so awesome. Like I love him. And like, and I don't even care if he's like good at gaming or not. I'm there to see him. And that, that, that's a huge thing is, is teaching gamers that because they don't always see that. They like, they think, okay, well, I got to break through the noise. I just got to get noticed. If only I had more followers, if only I had more likes, if only I had more shares. And so um, stream Sunday is a really big thing, but then giving them that structure throughout the week of like, Hey guys, today we post memes today, uh, training Tuesday. Like I do a live training. I do interviews. I talk like that. You know, I do stuff like this where I, I share marketing advice, business advice, personal development advice, whatever it happens to be that people literally pay me for and they get it for free. Uh, Wisdom Wednesday. It's like share what gets, what keeps you going during the tough times. Uh, Throwback Thursday is all about retro games. Like we do this day in gaming, like stuff that happened in the history of gaming. We do, uh, we share videos of like what our systems like retro systems look like. We talk about games like pulling games out of the memory bank, like Earthworm Jim, uh, <laughs> Billy Hatcher, Monkey Ball, like Super Smash Bros, Donkey Kong 64, uh, any of those any of those games that are just like ring a bell and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about that game in like six months. Or sorry, not even six months, like six years. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, and then Fitness Friday is about like, what are you doing to stay fit? What are you doing to stay active throughout the week, throughout today? Uh, throughout your life because it's more than just being a gamer it's being active it's being fit and one of the best ways you can crush the mom's basement gamer stereotype is by looking like you're just a fit guy who goes you know to the gym on a regular basis or goes on a run and you also happen to play video games setup saturday is sharing kind of like the behind the scenes of your setup like my setup doesn't look special at all 
but just the fact that I shared it with people and like, Hey, this is what it looks like. I have one monitor. I have a little tiny computer. And then you see some stuff in the background and uh, helping streamers understand that viewers want to see that behind the scenes as well. Like what's going on with their setups is, is very, very beneficial. And then of course stream Sunday, which I, I already went over. So giving them that structure uh, it's really easy for me as a group leader to plan posts. It's really easy for me to moderate posts. So I don't deny anything if it uh, if it's if it's in accordance with the uh, the days. So like let's say someone posts a meme on Friday, I'm not going to delete that post because it's not meme Monday. But uh, with people sharing streams, I'm able to do that on a regular basis without people getting mad. And we're we're getting to the point where the community is self policing, where they're like, hey. Like we know that today, uh, you know, you're not supposed to be sharing your stream. So they, you know, they report that stuff. Um, on top of that, one of the biggest things, if you are on Facebook, I know Facebook a lot because of what I've learned is going live inside the group as often as possible. So I go live inside my group every day. I check in, I say, hi, I let them know what's going on in my day. I give them a little tidbit, a little piece of wisdom. Whatever it happens to be, I try to apply it to them, their growth as gamers, their growth as streamers, their growth as individuals. And then I just ask them like, hey, like if you got value out of this, let me know. Uh, if, if you thought it sucked, let me know. <laughs> if you think that somebody needs to see this, uh, you should share the video. You should uh, invite them into this community. You know if, if there's somebody out there that should be seeing this kind of stuff. And as we just do that day over day, like I've gone live every day since I think the middle of March. So let's say 60 days straight. That stuff benefits a community when they see you and they can feel you live and you can interact with them. It's, it's very, very, very different and it's very powerful. Um, and then one last thing I'll share, one last tactic is um, I have a live challenge inside the group. So the same connection that people feel with me when I go live and I share what's going on in my life, I open up my members to do the same inside of their lives. And we have a seven day live challenge where all you got to do is you, you, know, you go live on your phone, you hold it up. And you say like, hey, today uh, I'm, you know, I'm Jimmy, I'm hanging out here. And you talk about a high of, for your day, like something great that happened. You talk about a low for your day, something that didn't happen the way you intended. You talk about a lesson learned for the day, like, from, like oh, I, I was late for work. And my lesson learned was I'm always late for work when this happens. So I figured out today, my lesson learned is I really need to focus on this area of my life. And then we express a piece of gratitude. So high, low, lesson learned and gratitude. And when you see different members of your community doing that, going live seven days straight, which is a seven day live challenge, and you start to build those connections, those connections and all that stuff, when it, you bring it all together, the structure, the connection, the lives, it builds a very, very tight knit group of people that want to celebrate your successes. They want to be there with you when you're experiencing losses. They want to learn from you based off of your experience. And then they just want to express gratitude and joy and just be there for, for all the fun things that happen inside of our daily lives. So that's really the tactics of what I've been doing on a day-to-day -day basis. That's fantastic. And you've been doing this about two and a half months. Exactly. Was there a tipping point or was it just explosive from the very beginning? So I had the goal of within, the one, within one month, so I'd say March 1st through April 1st, within one month to get my group to 100 members. And I did not hit my goal. I think on March 31st, I was at 50 or 60 members. And then you can even discount some of those because it's like the initial 20 friends that you know that are like, you know, are going to join your group. Like I got to invite grandma or all those people. I, don't, I didn't really invite my grandma, but that's kind of the, uh, <laughs> the thing that Alex brings up. is like, you got to invite grandma, your mom, your girlfriend, whoever, like, you know, they're going to like your stuff. 
But uh, no, like I had about 20 friends or so, and then you had 60 people total and people were not engaging much the first month. So if anybody's trying to build a community, if anybody's trying to do that kind of stuff, I'm telling you, you have to push through. You have to keep going because there were days that I felt like I was going to like quit, not necessarily like just stop, but I was going to like kind of take a step away and start engaging a little bit less. And it felt awkward to push engagement. Like, Hey guys, like, like this post, if you like it, but like you have to tell people how to do, how you expect them to interact. So the tipping point was actually April 1st. I don't know uh, like where it came from essentially, besides the fact that I had been inside of other gaming groups and I had kind of chatted some people up and it was kind of like meeting you and uh, meeting other people inside of gaming groups that I saw were like asking some like smart questions. And I kind of got tired of people waiting for people to join the group. And so then I just went to my friend, my friend page and I looked at the people that I really wanted in the community. And I was like, I want, you know, Bradford Carlton in this community. And so I just would shoot him a little message and be like, Hey man, like, uh, I, I really hate, you know, inviting people to groups because you probably get invited to a lot of groups or something like that. But this is what my group is and this is why it's different. And it would really be cool if you could be in there and like we could learn from you, all these types of things. So you're inviting people in and you're saying like, it would be awesome. This community would be better because you were there. And when I did that and I really just kind of grinded it out for a day, uh, I got up to, I want to say, I can't remember the exact number, but I want to say I got up to 130 people by April 1st. So it was, that was like literally the tipping point. And then at that point, like, you know how you have like your friends, how they're like, oh, uh, okay, cool. Like, nice dude. Like you had this group. Awesome. Like, I guess I'll join those aren't the people who are going to engage because they know you like it's, it's a different, like I, I'm, I might talk about, but it's a different container in, and it's like the people who don't know you, they're going to perceive you in a different way, in a more legitimate way. But like I had my friends reaching out to me after April 1st and they were like, yo, Jimmy, your group is blowing up. What is going on? And I was like, I just, I don't I just kept on going after it. And there's, there's been plateaus and there's been all these things, but that April 1st tipping point, was a big thing for our community. And then after that, it was really just kind of like, it just kind of goes up as it go, uh, as we continue. And there'll be times where we don't add a member for three or four days. And then a member of our community that hasn't engaged at all, but is just watching from behind the scenes invites like 15 of his friends because he's getting value. He just not, he just doesn't engage. So understanding there's different types of people as well is very, very important. I love it. Like, yeah. no, it's, it's basically every other post I see on my Facebook feed at this point. <laughs> that means I'm doing my job right. <laughs> or I don't say my job, but you know what I mean. Yeah. All right. I want to know, um, you say you're going live every day and you've done it for the past two months. Yeah. How are you thinking up ideas to make that content? Okay. So. Cause I do it. I've done it too. And like, there comes a point where like, shoot, what else do I say? <laughs> yeah. Um, the best thing, I mean, it's kind of like going back to, we've all heard of Gary Vaynerchuk, but he, you know, he says, don't create document. And so I found a way and it's kind of like one of my superpowers is like, I'm a very analytical guy. I have, my mindset is one of the number one tools that I have inside of my inventory that nobody else has. It's the natural thing that comes to me where when I share something that I notice and I share it with other people, they're like, like, why did you, why did you think that? Where, like, where did that come from? I'm like, Oh, I, well, I saw this, I saw this plastic bag. And it was drifting through the wind, you know, <laughs> Katy Perry. <I> guess. <laughs> like, I knew exactly what that reference is. <laughs> and I felt like a plastic bag. No, um, like here, here's an example. I'll, I'll pull this over real quick. I have this saved on my desk. Um, and for anybody who's watching, you'll be able to see it. But if you're on the podcast, I'll explain it very well. 
but I have this uh, Zevia zero calorie energy drink I picked up at the store just because I like to try different things when I see them. And it says it has three steps. One, drink. Two, level up. Three, reveal you. And it was so impactful to me because I looked at that. I was like, wow. Drink, level up, reveal you. And I started to think like on Super Smash Bros, when you're trying to unlock like the next character and it's kind of like shows like the shadow and then you go and face that character and you have to defeat it in order to unlock the character. It's like you want to reveal that character because you want to reveal that next best version of yourself. And the best way to do that, to reveal the next best version of yourself is to level up. It's to gain the skills. It's to gain the attributes. It's to be experienced and it's to experience wins and losses to get you to that point where you're experiencing a challenge and you're really facing that future version of yourself. And so like, that is literally how my mind works is I look at this and I see, I see drink, level up, reveal you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is perfect for gamers. Like I, I need to go tell them. And then I go and I go live. I'm like, hey guys, drink level, or I tell them, this is what I saw, drink, level up, reveal you. And this is what it means to me. And this is how, and this is how it can be applied inside of X, Y, and Z. So really I just look around inside of my daily life. I listen. It's kind of like inside of, um, I'd say like the OFA stuff is when you're looking for hooks or things that capture your attention is you stop and you ask yourself, why did this capture my attention? What is, what is significant about this? What am I learning here? What is my brain latching onto? And then how can this be applied to what is going on inside of my life? How can it be applied to my audience in this case, if you're, if you're talking about creating content and then really just running with it and, and writing it down, like I keep notes on it and then just getting live and chatting about it. And it really, really helps if you start, like if you don't have the mindset, like, like I'm bragging about right now, but it, it really helps with inside of like my community is we just say, Hey, talk about something cool that happened today. Talk about something that didn't happen the way you kind of wanted it to go. Talk about a lesson learned and then express gratitude. And so it's like as simple as getting on and going through those reps and like you could do a podcast and be like, Hey guys, I got nothing else to talk about today, but I got to work on time and on the way I listened to a really awesome podcast and this is what they were saying. And this is why it was really awesome. But because I was listening to that really awesome podcast, I actually ended up, you know, sitting in my car too long inside the parking lot. And then my boss asked me, uh, why, why I was late. And I had to say, I was kind of lost track of time because I was listening to a cool podcast, but my lesson learned was sometimes I get so, I get so, uh, driven or motivated by what I'm listening to that I lose track of time, which means that is like my true purpose is, is listening and learning these types of things. And then I just want to express gratitude, but for the fact that that person who made that podcast episode, uh, they put so much effort into it and provided so much value. It was so impactful to me that I actually lost track of time and was late for work. So like that kind of stuff, you can, that sounds like a really cool piece of content. And it's like a two second video, but it really just came from you saying something cool that happened, something not really cool that happened, what your lesson learned was, and then expressing gratitude for wherever it came from. Oh, and yeah. So that's, that's what I do in my day to day. That gratitude, it's, it's so important. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's, it is fuel. Okay. Yeah. Um, about how long are your videos? I'll be moving on here and saying, I'm just, I'm going to dig as deep as I can. It, it really depends on the day and it helps me also like you see if people are vibing off of what you're saying. You see if um, how people are engaging. Sometimes people don't hop on and they're only going to see the, they're not going to see it live. They're only going to see the replay. And so on those ones, it's like, I have a very specific thought. I'm going to communicate what I want to communicate and then I will get off. And then other videos, it's like people are hopping on, they're commenting, excuse me, they're commenting and they're saying like, 
oh, this is awesome. Or, oh, what about this? Or like maybe they post a question and then we just keep going. There have been times where I'll go for 45 minutes and the group is just blowing up. And then there's times where I'll be on for five minutes. So generally speaking, my videos are probably about five to six minutes. But inside of that, you're really getting about three to four minutes of content per se. Uh, and I usually do it while I brew coffee in the morning. So that's kind of my thing. I called it coffee with Jimmy for a while. <laughs> I love it. Um, did you, were you nervous at all when you first started going live? I would, I would say yes, but I had been developing my camera presence over the last 18 months. Uh, I could, if you literally went to my Instagram and looked at, uh, at my videos from the very, very first time, it was back when I started my personal development journey. And I was already, I think like four or five months into personal development. And I was kind of like, Oh, I should probably get on and like share some of my insights. This is kind of like, I just want to connect with more people. And I'm literally just kind of sitting there holding the phone and I, I'm, I, I speak really, really low and all these like different things. So over the time I found my voice, but I'd say the nervousness from going live that I have experienced in the last couple months is regardless of who you are and regardless of where you're at inside of your journey, you still want people to tune in. You still want people there. And it does suck. And like, there are still some things like just last week, I had poured my heart and soul into producing a very, very value packed training. And there were, there was one guy inside my community that was, that was participating. And there were like 10 people watching. And I was saying kind of like, Hey, if, if you are experiencing, you know, X and it was a situation where everyone should be experiencing it, let's say, yes, say that's me. And there's, there's a lot of importance in getting everyone inside of the group to say, yeah, yeah that's me. That's me. Cause it builds connection. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you say, when you've watched Tony Robbins, he's like, Hey, if anyone's felt this before, say I, and everyone goes, I it's, it's very, very impactful for creating and holding that space for your, for your viewers. And when you have one guy doing it and there's 10, 15, sometimes 20 people watching, it is nerve wracking as the guy who's leading that training to be like, Oh shit. Like, uh, I don't know, like this might not be beneficial for them. Like maybe I'm just, maybe this is an absolute dud. Like think about no matter who you are, think about if you're Tony Robbins and you're in front of a group of 5,000 people and you're like, Hey, if you're experiencing this, say I, and then one guy in, in like the middle of the, the whole row or the whole like stadium is just like, I like, he's going to feel weird. And Tony's going to feel weird. So, um, I'd say that's, that's where some of the nervousness still comes from is just, you just want people to engage. You want people to watch, you want people to be there, but it's uh, getting past that and realizing the important thing is that I'm there. I am um, providing value for somebody, even that one person and me and him can just vibe together. So. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned earlier that you learn from your failures. I want to know what is a failure that you like comes top of mind? Like what is the thing that, you know, stopped Jimmy in his tracks? I mean, I've failed at a lot of things inside my life, and that's probably I why I'm, I am where I am today. The, the first thing that comes to mind, and I, I promise we'd talk about this a little bit, was uh, you know, going into U.S. Army Ranger School. Very, very, very difficult, very demanding course. Uh, different people experience it in different ways, and I was doing very, very well. And then I reached a point where they were just like, hey, man, you didn't cut it. You got to go back and try again on this phase. And so it's like I got all the way to the end. And there's three different phases. They're about give or take three weeks each. And I had gone all the way straight through. And then at the very end, they were like, hey, this last phase, sorry, go back and try again. And just the emotion that went into that moment where this guy was almost 
attacking me as a person, not really attack, not really criticizing my performance. Uh, it really kind of got into the subjectivity behind the course. And I, I, I could dive into it a little bit if you're interested, but essentially it came down to, he was like, I, I don't really like the way that you handled this situation. And uh, I didn't really mess up tactically. I didn't do anything wrong. And he was really criticizing me of being an introvert. And uh, it, it, it really struck me very, very hard because I am, I would categorize myself as an introvert. I would categorize myself as, you know, the kind of guy who just likes to chill here. And like, I gain energy from spending time alone. And you don't always get those benefits inside of ranger school when you're with guys 24 seven. And I think he kind of read that off of me and he just didn't think that leaders can be introverts. And so he was kind of like, you need to go back, try again, fix this and uh, not be an introvert. And he, he was like, I bet you read books all the time and hang out by yourself and all these things. And I'm just like, hey, dude, like, I'm sorry. Like, I thought we were talking about my performance, not, not who I am as a person, not my personality. And so experiencing that quote unquote failure, like either way I failed, binary, it's very binary. You either graduated or you recycled or you get kicked out. And I recycled the phase. Uh, I went back through and it was very, very difficult waiting for that time, spending that time away from my girlfriend, my wife now, and uh, spending that time away from my family, away from my friends, not, you know, you don't have your phone, you're writing letters and all these types of things that go on. And it's a very physically, mentally, emotionally demanding course, had to go back through it. But I, going into learning from failures, I'm better off because of it, because my ego is in a very different place now than it was three years ago when I went through that course. And if I would have gone straight through, I would have thought that I was hot shit. And so I really needed that punch in the gut, regardless of where it came from, regardless of what this guy's feedback was. Uh, I really needed that punch in the gut to say like, hey man, you're not hot shit. You're going to do it this way, the way you, we want you to, so that you can graduate. And then you can move on and you can go do other things and you can be, you know, an introvert or, you know, like whatever it is that you want to do. So, um, yeah, failing at ranger school was very, very difficult for me. And there are a lot of guys inside the army, whether they, uh, if, whether they graduated or not, they have their own stories about it. And they may say, oh yeah, ranger school was a breeze. It was awesome. Easy. Like, I can't believe people don't pass it. Uh, whereas I will say that it was a very trying time for me, uh, especially when I reached that point of failure. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Oh yeah, of course. Now, what is something that you think, or what is something that you are working on in improving yourself today? One of the biggest things I'm working on right now to improve myself is it's, it's kind of like I'm, I'm taking my own medicine here is like building this community around the concept of game life balance. So you hear work life balance, but game life balance, no one's talking about yet. It will, they will be because of people like you and I, um, but really taking my own medicine and establishing a very healthy game life balance and working full time, like inside of the army, you're generally working 12 hours a day, give or take a few hours. Um, sometimes you do 24 hour days. Sometimes you do 36, 72, 48, whatever it happens to be. And excuse me, uh, doing all that stuff at the same, at the same time, it takes you away from your family. It takes you away from your hobbies. It takes you away from anything that you want to be doing when you're working that often. So when you take that and then you add running a community with only one moderator right now at the level of engagement that we're at, we're looking at adding more people to the team. But when you add all that stuff in, it's very, very, running a community can be a full-time job, especially when you're getting levels of engagement the way that our group has been getting. So balancing that, 
with the military. And then you have your, uh, you know, my wife, my dogs, uh, spending time with them, ensuring that I have quality time with them because there was a long time where I was, I don't want to say neglecting. That's such a powerful word, but I was kind of pushing them off as it was my responsibility to be a good husband, to be a good, you know, dog dad, if you want to call it that. <laughs> and, uh, I, that's where for creating the community, it's one, it's an outlet for me to share these things to make an impact on the gamers. And it sounds cliche, but they're making an impact on me because having that community holds me accountable to ensuring that I continue to balance my life. So it's really just ensuring that I maintain uh, balance inside of my life as I add more things. Because as you add more things, there's going to be something that disrupts it. And recently, the disruption has been adulting gamers. So <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. All right, Jimmy, how do people find you? Where, where are you at on social media? What exactly is the handle? All right, so... If you want to find me, I'm going to give you one source because I don't want anyone to go anywhere but this. Go to Facebook, type in Adulting Gamers. If you okay. go there, you can join the community. It'll ask you three questions. It'll ask you, uh, you know, why you, why, what makes you an adulting gamer? It'll ask you why you want to be in the community or something like that. And as long as you have an answer and you prove that you're not just a spammer, we will let you in the community. So that is the one way I'm going to tell you you can get a hold of me because if you're looking to get a hold of me, that is how I want you to do it. <laughs> Beautiful. That's that's so much an easier answer than I normally give. Like I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> Adult and gamers. <laughs> All right, Jimmy Moore. I really do appreciate you coming on. But before we wrap up, is there any last thoughts you want to share with us, or anything I didn't ask you think we need to cover still? I think one thing that uh, I w I would like to hear from you is what did you think when you found when we found each other and we had the exact same mission how did that feel for you i thought it was incredible like i had like that thought bubble pop up you know oh competition but then i thought there's millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people on facebook alone let alone every other platform out there there is no competition like the odds that you're going to reach the same people i'm going to reach are minuscule and even if we do that's years down the line and you and i you we're both gonna be big and doesn't matter we'll be good friends yep and yeah i got the exact same feeling so uh when i saw that I was only filled with like, you know, it's like, yeah, sure. You see like competition, you're like, oh, somebody else is doing this. Cool. I'm not the only one. I was so stoked. Like somebody yeah. else is doing this. It's not just me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like when, when somebody in my community shared that with me, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. And then I go to the website and it's like, not basement dwellers. I'm like, mom's basement. Like we literally have the same messaging. And when, if you think about the power of that and how, you know, what, what social networking is doing for people like us who like have different ideas and we have missions, we have visions and we want to build communities and we want to build movements. The fact that you're hanging out on the West coast and I'm hanging out on the East coast and we've never met before and we had the same idea and we're both executing on it. And now we are colliding. I think it's insanely powerful. So I just wanted to thank you for that opportunity. I wanted to thank you for having me on the show and I am actually looking forward to interviewing you uh, inside the adulting gamers community, because I know you're going to provide so much value, not only to them, but to the rest of the gaming industry. So thank you so much for having me. I that interview it. will actually come out first because this will be re is recorded. It's going to come out in a couple of weeks. That's true. Yeah. Go to adulting gamers and you'll catch the live interview. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jimmy Moore. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. Thank you for having me. All right. On that note, I'm going to remind you all, don't be just a gamer, be a gamerpreneur. 